Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I believe that we're on, you're not on the verge of breakdown, you're on the verge of breakthrough. You're not on the verge of loss, you're on the verge of blessing. And I want you to understand that many of us end up giving up right on the verge of that breakthrough. Many times we're on the verge of seeing God do something in the marriage, in our bodies, in our finances, in that addiction. On the verge, we, we do so much work, and because we don't see uh, immediate repercussions or fruit as a result, we give up, not realizing you are that close to your breakthrough. And I want you to know that you're on the verge this morning. You're on the verge of something great, that God is about to release something in you and through you, but... Galatians chapter 6, I want to read two versions of the same scripture. First scripture, Galatians 6, 9 says this in the King James Version. I want to do it in uh, a version that you're familiar with. It says, and let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. But I love the way the message version puts it. Same message, just uh, a little, little more modern day language. It says, so let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, someone say right time. Not your time. The right time. See, God, ha- you, God works according, not according to chronos, which is man's time, chronology. He works according to karyos. God's time, in the fullness of time. Because God's word works based on our preparation. It's not that God's word doesn't work. It's just many times his word falls on unprepared soil. The parable of the sower had to do with the preparation of the ground, not the goodness of the seed. And so when you hear a word that goes out, it's not that God's word has no effect on you. It's just you've done no preparation to receive the word. So let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. In other words, don't give up. Keep doing good in your marriage, in your finances, in your spiritual walk, in your getting healthy, in your addiction. Do good even when you don't see results. Because at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As you're seated, tell your neighbor, I'm on the verge. Now, I want you to understand that seasons are important, right? Each season builds upon the foundation of the next And I want you to notice certain things about seasons. I want you, number one, to know this, that seasons are vital, all right? We don't live in a a part of the country where we get four seasons. You know, the Bay Area, we're lucky. We don't really, we don't get a real winter. We don't have to deal with snow and things like that. But if you lived in certain parts of the country where there are those four seasons, you deal with the snow, but then that gives way to spring. And from spring, you go into summer. From summer, you go into fall. And then fall sets up for spring or for winter all over again. But every season is vital. Without a good summer, you're not going to have a good fall. 
Without fall, you're not going to have winter. Without winter, you're not going to go into spring. And every single season is vital because it lays foundation for the next. You can't be born and go to college. Say it again, Pastor. You, you, you don't just, there's a progression. Go to, you go to kindergarten or preschool, kindergarten, elementary school, junior high, high school. Then you go to college. Now, there's some really smart kids. There's some geniuses that jump from, you know, junior high or from high school all the way into a university. But for the most part, we go through seasons that prepare us for things. Listen, if you didn't go through a single season, you would never be ready for marriage. Let me try this side. Uh, unless you've gone through a single season, you're not going to be ready for marriage. Because you, you have to get the single season out of you. Right? You, you got to realize that uh, what, you notice that when God created the heavens and the earth and he formed man out of the dust of the ground, blew, blew breath into Adam, that he did not create Eve right away. It wasn't until Adam started looking for a mate. He got lonely. And the Bible says that he named all the animals and couldn't find a suitable helpmate among them. All the men say amen. Lucky he didn't settle. And it was only when Adam realized that he was, didn't have that helpmate that God said, okay, it's not good that man be alone. Before that, everything was great. It wasn't until Adam went through a season of singleness was he ready for marriage. I, and until you're tired of your season of brokenness, you're not going to be ready for a season of blessing. Until you're tired of a season of struggle spiritually, you're not going to go into a season of blessing and a walk with God. Sometimes we, th- those seasons are vital. Now, now, each season lays a foundation for the next season, right? So every season prepares. Right now, we have a tree in our backyard. When we first moved into the house, we had three of them. And my wife was like, get rid of them. They're taking up room. So I pulled two of them out, and I gave my, my mom and dad wanted them. They were like, Dig them out, bring them to me. And these were mature trees. And so I worked hard to cut the root ball to a point where I was able to get it to them. And you know what? Took these trees out to them, and they're doing great with them. She was like, get rid. We had one more. She's like, we got to get rid of that. I want want a lemon tree because I love lemons. She wants a lemon tree. So she wanted to pull that thing out. It was a Fuji persimmon tree. (laughs) There's people like, that's she crazy. Look, because you've tried the fruit. All those years we had the tree, we never tried the fruit. We just had these orange things that were growing in, in November. We were like, what? Is, they're all over the place. We just get rid of these things. It wasn't until she actually picked one up and she tried it. She was like, dang, these are good. And we had been giving them away. We had been sending them to my mom. We had been got, you know, throwing them out and raking them up and just pouring. And then all of a sudden, now when people want them, she's like, no, these are mine. <laughs> And one year I pruned the tree back and I didn't know what I was doing and the tree didn't grow any fruit the next year. She goes, you killed my tree. But this year, the thing's filled. It is covered. That the pruning, I pruned it too late in the year so it didn't have the opportunity to to go through the season. 
And so because I pruned it too late, now that it's had the opportunity to go through the season, it is bursting. There's, there's fruit all over it. It's not ready to pick. But there's evidence that fruit's about to come. Now, in September, October, November, that tree is going to be ready for some fruit. I'm here to tell some of you right now, you need to understand, you might not be able to pick it, but baby, I'm growing some fruit right now. I'm about to go into a season of blessing. Don't give up on the edge of your blessing. We'll notice something here. Lastly, you got to recognize it's important to prepare for changing seasons. Now, how many of you have ever seen, I know you've seen in the day of reality television, you've seen it all. But how, not, listen, follow me on this, okay? How many of you have ever seen someone wearing a bathing suit in Alaska in winter? You don't see it. Now, if you do see it, it's because the person's acting foolish. Or we would say they're foolish, right? How many would see someone walking around in a parka or a big jacket in summer in Phoenix, Arizona? I mean, you'd see someone and be like, what's wrong? What are you doing? And what's a trip is that I, I remember we, we went to the Bahamas recently, in, or not recently, it's been a couple, quite a while. And so we got to go back. So anyhow, we, we, we went there and over there it was hot. And so when we got on the plane, we were on shorts T-shirts. We, we were Bahama weather, baby. We were in Nassau, Bahama, right next to Paradise Island. We were enjoying, enjoying life. And then we get on the plane. We, got our, we missed our, our connecting flight. We ended up flying in. And we had to stop in Utah in the middle of winter. And they lost our baggage. So we get off the plane in winter in Utah with shorts and tank tops and T-shirts. And people are looking at us like... <laughs> the, the thing is, they didn't know where we were coming from, nor did they know where we were going to. And many people are judging you based on where you're at, not where you're going. So it's important to know the changing seasons because these seasons are vital. And if you don't recognize the season you're about to go into, you're going to end up missing what God's trying to birth in your life. You see, we've heard it said that it's not what God said that's important. It's what God is saying. Right? Because if Abraham had acted on what God said, he would have killed Isaac. But because his ears were open to what God was saying... He kept from his hand back from killing Isaac. You got to understand that when Elisha went to Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah, you're going to die. God told me you're going to die. But if he had stuck to the word God had said, Hezekiah would have died too early because God changed his mind and said, I'm going to give you more years. What I'm telling you is this. Some of you are operating on a word God gave you years ago, but you're not. You haven't heard a word from God today. We're not living in the now, we're living in what God did, not in what God is doing. And when you live in what God did, you miss out on what God is doing, you miss out on your blessing, and you end up either killing what God is trying to raise up, or you end up raising up what God is trying to kill. 
I don't know if you're catching this, but I'm going to preach anyhow. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. On the verge, I want to share this part before we close this morning. Season changes are, are beautiful, but they each bring their challenges. I love, I love the, the heat of summer, but uh, it can get hot. And my upstairs in our bedroom can get really hot because the sun beats on it all day. Uh, but uh, winter, I love winter. I love Christmas season and all that stuff. But it can get pretty cold, uh, bone-chilling cold sometimes. I love spring, beautiful because of the flowers and everything blooming, but hay fever. And then also you have to deal with the fact you don't know whether it's going to be sunny or rainy. It's just you can't prepare. Cold in the morning, hot in the afternoon. You bring a jacket to work, and then you're, you're tearing clothes off by the time you're done with the day because it, the, 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 just the season changes. I want you to understand this. In Joshua 1, 1, it says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' servant. And this is what he said. Moses, my servant, is dead. Follow me. Get going. Cross the Jordan River. You and all this people cross to the country I am giving the people of Israel. I want you to understand that seasons are changing in your life right now. You're about to cross over. Say it again, Pastor. I said you are about to cross over. You're about to step into a new season. You're about to go into something new. Don't miss it. You see, but in order to go into a new season, you have to be prepared. And what Joshua was telling the children of Israel, you got to be prepared for what I'm about to do. Because I'm about to give you something, but I'm a steward. I don't want to give you something that you can't handle. Now, my daughter just graduated from, from high school. And we, we, uh, we decided to get her to bless her with the car for her graduation. But everyone was, you know, at her party, everyone went crazy when we, brought, we had the car there, a big old bow on it. And she came out, she freaked out when she saw the car. And everyone's coming up to me afterwards saying, man, you guys are such good parents. Such good parents. Man, I wish you were my parents. You guys are such good parents. Just, just go over, you know, and, and, and so that, that makes us feel good that, we're, that we, we blessed our daughter. We felt good to be able to do that for her. But listen to me. We're good parents because we gave her a timely gift. But if I were to have given her that same car when she was eight years old, what's wrong with you guys? You're irresponsible. Why would you give an eight-year-old a brand new car? They don't have the ability to drive. They don't have the, 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 the maturity to be able to deal with the road conditions or other people. And so what get the same gift, different seasons. Same gift, different seasons. But the difference is this. Many of us want God to bless us, but you are that eight-year-old child that can't handle that blessing that God wants to give. It's not that God doesn't want to bless you. Your maturity level is not in the right season to be able to receive what God wants to bless you with because that blessing would destroy you rather than bless you. Some of y'all couldn't handle a husband or a wife right now. That's why you're still single. No, I'm not being mean. I'm not. I'm just saying some of you, are, you're not ready. Your career's more important. 
Other things are more, more important in your life right now. Other things have, have certain value. Now, there's some of you that are ready, and now that you're ready, that, that season is ready to change in your life. And I speak at some of you that have been praying for your spouses. It's going to begin to happen. I sat with a young lady just this past week that, that listen, write down everything that you want in your man. Write down everything you expect. Because you know what? Some of y'all are just out there shopping with no list. You're just picking up whatever's out there. Oh, this is on sale. You're throwing that into the thing. Not knowing it's about to spoil. Only meat that's on sale is the meat that's about to go bad. You got to know what you're looking for. My best meals are the ones I know the recipe and I go to the store and get those things and come back and bam. You got to be careful with the stuff. I just grab what's left over in the house and throw it together. Somebody hear me. She wrote down her list. And I'm telling you, listen to me. I'm telling you in a matter of not we're not talking months. I'm not even talking weeks. We're in a matter of days. She came back into my office and said, well, we're talking about getting married. What? She found them because she recognized what she was looking for. You got to know what you're looking for. You got to be prepared. Now, Israel, after 400 years of slavery, see, She's crying. He's crying. He's saying, you know, there's something not right here. You're just not prepared. See, if you want a baby, you got to be prepared for, for crying, too, you know? Some of y'all want kids, but you don't want a mess. You don't want to change diapers. You want me time. Don't have kids. There's no me time after you have kids. It's we time. After 400 years of slavery, death of their leader, the passing of a generation, they're on the verge of their promise. For the first time, they could see what their parents had talked about. They could see the promise within their reach. They could see the very thing that God brought them out of Egypt for. They see it. They're on the verge of it. I want you to know, don't be out of your season. When you're on the verge of your blessing, don't be out of season. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because you're about to step into your season. So how do I step into my season? Number one, you got to understand this. you got to honor yesterday, but you got to forget it. you got to honor yesterday, but you got to let it go. And many of you, this, this, we're talking good or bad. God, God tells them this, Moses, my servant, is dead. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love Moses. doesn't mean that Moses wasn't a good man. But some of you are carrying around crap. You're carrying around corpses all over. Everywhere you go, you got dead things connected to you. And you're walking with this dead thing wherever you go. I want you to understand, there comes a point that you have to bury those things in your life and move on. Whether good or bad, whether good or bad, he says, Moses is dead. In other words, it's over. Let it go. Moses brought you as far as he could bring you. Now a new season has come upon you. Moses is dead. It doesn't mean God doesn't love him. He just says, it's over. Death brings an end to one season, but it brings birth to another. 
When, when, when a death of a junior high uh, career ends, it creates and starts a birth of a high school career. When a high school career dies, it creates the new life of a college career. Are, are you following me? And so each season, there's a death, there's an ending, but it creates a new life. Without death, there's no life. And if the longer that you carry around that thing and you don't bury it, there's no opportunity for you to give birth to something new. I want to tell you something, and this is a prophetic word to many of you. You got to quit mourning yesterday. You blew it. And let me flip that over. You got some great victories as well. Get over it. It was yesterday. I don't care how well the Warriors did last night to pull out that game. They don't win tomorrow. It's over. Yeah, we made it to game seven. But you lost. Right? It doesn't do any good. Shoot, last night I was, I was getting so frustrated. I told my wife, I'm going to prayer. I just went into my, my prayer closet. Not to pray for them. I just went to pray. You know what? I'm just, Lord, it's in your hand. I'm going to just pray because, you know, these guys are driving me crazy right now. You got to quit mourning yesterday and you got to quit celebrating your past victories. Some of you, yeah, you know what? What God did in my life, he brought me out of this and brought me out of that, did this, did that. But what's he done lately? 30 years ago, God delivered me. Well, what's, you're stuck now. When's he going to deliver you now? It's not what he did, it's what he's doing. It's not what he's done, it's what he wants to do. We got to stop celebrating our past victories, but we also got to stop mourning our past failures. We got to move on. Secondly, I got to move. Secondly, don't waste time on yesterday. Well, Pastor Dan, didn't you just say that? No, totally two different things. He tells him this, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, get going. Everyone yell, "Get get going. See, you can't change the past. But you can learn from it. Say it again, Pastor. You can't change the past. I can't change where I went yesterday, what I said, what I ate. I can't change what I wore. I can't change my attitude from yesterday. But I can learn from my mistakes of yesterday, my victories from yesterday. And I can move forward today. It's time to get move forward. It's time to let go. You see, the Moses generation was needed to come out. Everyone say come out. Moses had the anointing to bring people out, and he brought them out of Egypt. And we all need a a Moses in our life because there's some addictions we can't break on our own. Listen to me. I'm not even talking about addiction because you're thinking drugs, alcohol. How about attitudes? Some of y'all need a home because of just your bitterness. Your face is an addiction. Your face hasn't seen a smile in 30 years. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Worship's going on. God bless you.
The Moses generation was needed to come out. But the Joshua generation was vital to move in. Moses was great to bring people out of things, but we need a Joshua in our lives. Moses was, no, it's okay. It's okay. If you're going to blot them out, blot me too. If you're not letting them go in, you don't let me go in either. God said, okay. <laughs> you're not going in either. Joshua was like, every time, every time he heard something, should we kill him? Should we kill him? Should, should, sounds like a sound of war. Let's, should, we, should we rise up, get the sword? That's jo Joshua wanted to cut everyone's head off. You, you understand in our lives that we need at times a pastor that will love us, that will lead us out, but we also need one that will kick our butt. We all want someone, hey, you're okay, it's okay, it's all, it's all good, it's all right. How many of your parents, would you say they're loving parents that they never corrected you? Sometimes we need a good foot on the rear side to get us in shape, to get us focused, to get us back on track. That's what good coaches do. They, they push you they, to get the best out of you. The Moses generation was born into slavery. All they knew was slavery. But the Joshua generation was born in freedom. All they knew was freedom, but they had never owned anything. And so Joshua was like, I don't, want, I, I don't want you to know what it is to wander anymore. I'm tired of you renting. I want you to own. Amen. The time of wandering is over is what he's telling them. And he tells them, stop mourning your mistakes of the past and get ready to step into your future. Lastly, number three, I want you to understand this. Omaha, if you would help me you got to step into your promise. Somebody say amen. amen. In fact, say it. Step into my promise. He tells them, now, now Moses is dead. Get going. In other words, move forward. Then he says, step into your promise. He says, cross the Jordan. In order to get what God has in store for you, you got to cross over, step over some things. There's some relationships you have to step over. There's some past issues you got to cross over. Oh, come on. You, you got you to follow me. You see, if, you're, if you don't operate in the right season, a man that gets married like Samson did just recently, you cannot act like a single man in the season of marriage. You, you can't go out... <laughs> Or you shouldn't go out, let me rephrase that, shouldn't go out and buy a car when you're in a season of getting out of debt. You shouldn't go through the drive through at In-N-Out and get a double-double when you're in a season of getting in shape. Oh, man, that one hurt, huh? That one hurt. Everyone's like, Pastor, I was with you on everything else until... <laughs> I don't receive that. <laughs> I don't receive that. That's not of the Lord. <laughs> Listen to me. The exodus was great. But if they didn't enter into the promised land, they wasted it. And some of you have some great stories of what you came out of. But what have you stepped in to? 
Great stories of how God delivered you. Great stories about things. You, 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 you were in jail for X amount of time, and then all of a sudden God brought you out. It's one thing for what God brought you out of, but what has he brought you to? You'll waste the story of coming out if you don't step into anything. The children of Israel, the story would mean nothing if they all died in the desert. Don't waste the exodus by dying in the desert. Don't waste your season. God has taken you somewhere. So stop settling for anywhere. We're settling for so many things. It's time to cross over. I said, it's time to cross over. I said, it's time to cross over. Your season of crossing over is it's here. You're here right now. I need you to understand that you're, it's time to step across. It's time to step over. You've, you've come out of some stuff that's great. I'm proud of you. Bless God for what he's brought you out of. But there's some of you that God brought you out of something, but you never stepped into the promise he had for you. You're no longer addicted. Your marriage is no longer falling apart. You're no longer in debt. Now you stepped out of some things. But you're still wandering. Come to church once, maybe twice a year, a month. We consider ourselves faithful to God. Read our Bible only in crisis. And just go round in circles. And so we never step into what God wants for us. We just keep on. Now, we're on the verge. We could see the promised land. We can hear. But we've never crossed over. I don't know about you. I don't want to live my life on the other side looking in of what could have been. What if? Stop settling. What if? What if you crossed over? How amazing could your marriage be? How amazing could your life be? If you would just make a step. God, I'm prepared for the season. And you're like, God, why haven't you given me? Why haven't you given me? Why haven't you given me? And God's like, Baby girl, son, if you would just look and see all the blessings I have in store for you. If you would just see everything I have for you here. That I want to give you. But I can't give it to an eight-year-old child. You have to be prepared. Because I want you to hold on to the blessings I have for you. I don't want you to waste it and I don't want it to hurt you. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Do you realize this? Check, take a look at this. That word plans in the Hebrew, it shows up in the word of God 2,016 times. What year are we in? His plans are... I'm not a numerologist or anything like that, but when I read that, it blew me away. We're on the verge. You're on the verge. 
what you thought was on the verge of breakdown is really on the verge of breakthrough. If you're here right now and you just simply say this, no bowing your heads, closing your eyes, we're not in kindergarten today. You're here right now and you're ready, Pastor Dan, I'm ready for what God has for me. Right where you are, first thing I want you to do is just stand to your feet. I want you to make a public declaration that I'm ready for what God has for me. I want the prayer team to come join me because we're, Troy, if you would come as well. I want you, you know what my job is? It's not just to preach a word, it's to stir you up. To get you hungry for the presence of God. And for the things of God. That's my job, is just to, to give you a taste, to get you to go after God. I don't want you settling. We've had enough family members die on the other side of the promised land. Dying short of what God has for them. I want not only for you to get everything God has for you, but your children to get everything that they have for them. See, it's not about me. It's not about, it's not about what I can get. I'm building a legacy for the children that are going to come at the generations after me. And we got to do our best so that our children have something, an inheritance to take, a land that's their own. It's bigger than you. Come on, lift your hands all over this place quickly. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.